Welcome to another episode of the For the Culture Soccer Podcast. Soccer Podcast is for us, by us, talking about the intersection of black culture and soccer. It's your boy, Mean Mark. With me is the main man, Grego. Grego, how you doing today, man? Living at the end of a lightning bolt, man. We, uh, we're back. I was off last weekend. Oh, the, 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 uh, we don't have all well, the the Brooklyn Bridge is falling down because we don't. It's not London Bridge; it's Brooklyn Bridge. So you know, we got a little bit talk about tonight, man. But yeah, everything's good, man. What's good? What's up, man? What's up, man? Got my fellow Blue TK. How we uh, how we feel? We feeling confident? Champions of the United States of American Summer Tour. Yeah, man. You know. That's how we feel. We're feeling good. Jubilee-ish, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we, we happy. Uh, <laughs> that's about it. Man, I mean, it's, it's first of all, I didn't realize y'all's tour was, was as long as it was, but I mean, I guess when you got that many games like that, you got to go ahead and give yourself a, a trophy. You got to get that sippy cup and, and, and roll with it. I don't know. If you don't get any more trophies this year, but hey, it's 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 about growth. It's about growth this year. So, you know, Marine, I mean, hopefully, you hopefully you can you can pass the juju from the women's team over to the men's team. You know, you, you know, be a little giving this year. It's probably gonna be the women's team that's doing the women, if we be real. Like, especially the way they stacked up, Cat, Lauren, Mia. <laughs> Oh, imagine not being a Chelsea fan. I don't Shoot, know how you're Ashley. <laughs> mm, mm. <sighs> Run it. Can the season start now? No, let him rest. I mean, you know, we, we got a couple weeks for the women. Of course, this week, let's say it's the big weekend. Uh, the European uh, men's club season is about to start. So, you know, we, we, I'll be real with you. We'll probably get to that next week. We got we got something to pull pull up to um, this week that that's, that's we need to get on real quick. But um, but yeah, of course. Thank you guys for for joining us um, this week and all your podcast apps: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Well, Stitcher's going away. I keep forgetting Stitcher is going away. So, um, but yeah, all the platforms: YouTube, Two Cents FC. We're all there. But um, we're going to flip a coin here because, of course, uh, we're coming off of, of a fantastic holiday weekend, the August 5th holiday. And um, we can either talk about that first or we can get on the, get up on these women. Pause. <laughs> but um, but uh, like, which, which one are we heading up first? Because, you know, I'm pretty sure it... Twitter, Twitter had a day. Twitter had a whole weekend, really. Uh, well, not that Twitter X. No, I should know it. No, no, no. I um, I heard this on the radio the other day. Twix, Twix. Just put them all together, Twix. But um, yeah. Which which one are we heading up, y'all? Like which which uh which one y'all want to do? I say happier note. I say uh, let's start with the the holiday the celebration. 
All right, all right, all right. I guess we uh, we we can go. Like I said, let's just say this is a preemptive up for this this week's episode because yeah, um, the socials were definitely socialing this weekend, uh, and especially down in Montgomery, Alabama, where. Did we? I don't even think I got a, the guy's name yet. Like I just know that everybody just seen the video of this damn fight on the on the riverboat uh, dock and everything, and we didn't got the got the homie's name. I, I just know that we've we 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 know the 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 characters involved. We know all the cameras involved. We know the people who swam across swam. Uh, over the river to to get the, to help homie out and dog like let's just say the the Avengers came, came through for my man's because what wasn't about to happen was these bunch of uh, crispy saltines were going to beat this guy up no 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 not 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 in Alabama not where the re- region that's got the blackest area in the whole state and you had like 10, 10 12 homies pull up and say like nah we ain't letting this happen on our watch I mean do we have thoughts do we have thoughts buddy yeah this one um, I actually I had a hard time stopping myself I usually don't post stories on, on the socials I'm just a little bit more recluse as I've gotten older. Um, this is a current story on my social. Believe that. Yeah, man. Um, big time Avenger vibes. Was loving all of the uh, the top 10 names for the kids who swam, uh, swam to the shore off the boat. That was a pretty, pretty good tickle me <laughs> on some of those. Uh, I think Mark is uh, is paying tribute to that as as, as current, uh, if I'm, I'm not mistaken. But yeah, man, so, some of the other <laughs> highlights of that is obviously going to be the the older gentleman uh, going full WWE on uh, on most of those people, or I guess anyone who really gets <laughs> getting near. Um, but I, I really do appreciate actually the most the original view that um, starts from the, the beginning where that woman is talking about this man had to take another boat and she lays out the entire script for us and then she pans around the boat and I don't see just black folks I don't see just women I see a, a healthy mixture of, of, of people mm-hmm. of Alabamians if we if we shall imply um so, so therefore, I, that, that satisfied my soul. I was like, okay, cool. So we already see what's what's the deal, yeah. Um, yeah, everything else that happened was uh, just deserved. <laughs> so you know, uh, down here in Atlanta, uh, Lake Lanier, technically not in Atlanta, of course, a bit north, uh, but we are familiar with what goes on in Lake Lanier. And uh, obviously there's like the, the literal tragedies, but it's also like, don't go to Lake Lanier. But the real, you know, uh, more common, I guess you could say, feature of Lake Lanier is drunk white people on boats. And so like when I when I saw who was uh, causing trouble or, you know, trying to jump the security guard, it's like, oh, I already know what time it is here. And like, 
it's like the type of white people that even white people don't fuck with. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like oh man, they're the worst. Just, <laughs> just jerks. Like you just, like you could just tell by by the level of of, t- of I'm not even gonna call that a tan. That was because that was on its way to being a sunburn, and they were like, you know what? Uh, let's let's just fuck with this old dude. Like he, like you know, he tired. All he wanted them to do was move their boat out the way i'm not even sure why they thought that was a good spot to the the to park their boat anyway because clearly you could see i think there was that riverboat i think there was another smaller one that was nearby it's like yeah this is where we go to dock our shit and and you're basically saying like no nah, no nah, we, we like this is america we go we're gonna uh park our boat wherever i want to this is america and i'm like no 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 and like the guy had it and once once that that first push happened and that hat went flying it's like oh shit's about to go the fuck down and you know what uh, and actually there was there was there was once there was one saltine up in that mix that actually was trying to look out for the homie and you know but all, all, all his bros and everything they were like no man like fuck this and nah once that sh- once they all start ganging up on it it's like oh this is about this is about to get real and like to the point where you had you had a 16 year old kid swim across swim over over the river get up on on the dock try to help help out and you had guys from other other parts of the of the park of the area and everything they're they're coming around trying to pull up i'm like and and of course they tried to hide out on their boat it's like no 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 you're getting this smoke chief so it's again like this is a proud moment in black history no matter no matter what you say because i don't know if people realize that the 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 dock where what they were at um, the boat was like um, like an actual like slave dock, and uh, they call it the Harriet Two, and and so like like 150 something years ago, this place was 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 bringing in slaves. Now you got you know we're 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 coming back full effect. So this is ha- this is how this is this is karma. This is i'm not not sure what what word i can really say this is this you can say you can say it's even justice i don't know but it's uh it's definitely one of those those things where yeah you like it it just makes makes you proud and of course for those of y'all out there on on the socials trying to give us that smoke i'm like no 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 first of all you need to watch the whole video because i think one person tried to say like well what about the woman i'm like one she wasn't trying to break the shit up and she would them so you you just got caught in a lot line of fire just it is what it is so yeah i i i i ain't got nothing to say to you chief but um it's uh it was a good day it's a good day I, I think uh when this day comes next year we'll have our cookouts we'll have we'll have uh fireworks and everything you know we'll, we'll go we'll go up to our nearest body of water and just, and just salute and say like you know what that man did, did his damn thing we gotta celebrate the fade in the water <laughs> fade in the water fade in the water children fade in the water that's so <laughs> like you gotta you got get that that heavy ne- negro hmm <laughs> But yeah.
yeah, man, it, it, it was it was good times, man. Good times. And you know what? I, it it reminds me of so much about what I love about Black Twitter. Like we are just. And I love that they still call it Black Twitter, even yeah. though you know this damn this damn fool is bound and determined to call it X. I'm like, like <laughs> we, we we missed like apparently over this over this past week. They had they they updated updated the app so like you got the X on the on the icons you got the X I'm like but still when you go online what what what, what web address you got to use Twitter.com so <laughs> make he he ain't winning this one chief no no I saw someone say uh, if if it's called X uh, Black Twitter is Malcolm X. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're too I, I, funny. I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Do you have any other suggestions, TK? Nah, man. I just, uh, I guess, I'll have to pull up with some Thames to the, you know, a body of water. <laughs> just uh, do a little celebration, you know, puff on or something. Oh man, but um, nah. I mean, it, it you know, it, it's we we have enough moments of racism in this country where. You know, where we we obviously get mistreated and everything, and you know it's it's great when you have a moment where clearly this is where community comes comes into play because of course we weren't going to just let you know uh, elderly black men get beat up and not do something about it, and you know whether you're young or old, you know you have people who are able bodied and willing to help. I do wish though that I, I still had the energy of that sixteen year old kid. Cause I'm like the fact that you he swam swam across fully clothed. I think he still had I think he's had Tim's on. So basically, you, you pulling all that weight up when you get out the water and was still ready to fight. I'm like I'm like I wish I had that energy. I wish I, I wish I did. Like like it's, it's, it was it's it's a blessing to be young. It's a real blessing. But um but yeah. Yeah, uh, do do we? Actually, no. I, I don't even want to talk about the U.S. yet. I, I, let's 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 see about where this bracket is right now, because we are about to hit up on the Women's World Cup quarterfinals. Uh, it just finished up the round of sixteen um, Tuesday morning. Dog, these these start times like they are hell. Like, I, I, I cannot, cannot explain to you. And, of course, I'm going to get on this this whole U.S. Uh, um, game. And, of course, me having the, me waking up at, at 4 in the morning for all that bullshit. Like, oh, well, they're going to pay for that shit. But, um, <laughs> but uh, who we have left? We have uh, Spain facing Netherlands. Japan facing Sweden. Australia facing France and England versus Colombia. Um, I guess we, I guess before we get there, we we have to go into obviously the round of sixteen, and um, the the colonizers, the colonizers had had their day. That's that's about the best way I could put it because England beat uh, Nigeria. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, uh, the Netherlands beat uh, South Africa. Very strong effort by the South Africans. And um, I feel like I'm missing one. 
No, that's oh, yeah, and France beat the breaks off of Morocco, uh, four nil. Um, yeah, let's touch up on this England Jamaica one real quick because obviously there there was some controversy uh, in that game. Um, by all reports, Nigeria really played like they they were the better team, and even and especially after our homegirl who was giving off way too many Liz Cambage vibes with, with this damn stomp. Uh, Lauren James got sent off uh, for s- stepping on um, Michelle Cozy. And, um, yeah. Um, uh, sometimes it's, it's, it's better to be lucky than good. That's, the, that's about the best way I could put it with England because it took it all the way to the, the, the penalties and they did their thing there. But uh, how, how are y'all feeling? Uh, first of all, TK's been doing a pretty good job as far as staying up. Did you stay up for this, Mark? Or, or, or wake up early? Yeah, I... You know, some of these games, it's like... I put the I put the TV on and, like, I'm watching the game or the game's watching me. You know what I'm saying? Bingo. Like, Bingo. You, you listening as much as you watching type of like... But, no, I did um, watch this one. Um, I think I picked it up maybe in, like, the second half. I picked... No, no, no. I picked it up after the red card because, uh, like, I vaguely remember that. And then, like, I was, you know, after that, I was, like, more fully awake. But, um, no, I mean, like, the stats tell the story. I mean, sure, England had more of the possession, but Nigeria definitely had more of the shots. And, I mean, after, like, they, they were a man up for, um, when did Lauren James get sent off? This was, let's see, let's see. Yeah, 87 minutes. So, I mean, like, basically all of extra time. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and uh, Vegman got her Vlaco on in a sense in this match, only using mm-hmm. one sub in regular time, two more in extra time. Oh, Vlaco, Vlaco, like, and it looks like one of those was like basically a penalty sub, maybe. I don't know, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, he subbed on Bethany England. No, sure, she subbed on Bethany England in the 106 minutes. So you could argue that that was looking towards penalties as well. Um, but I mean, that's a compliment in and of itself. That like it kind of felt like England was more holding out for penalties than Nigeria. You know, especially after they went down a man. My reaction to that would be, yeah, big time. Um, England were definitely outplayed for the far majority, vast majority of that matchup. The Lord James thing was just uh, was hor- like I went horrible or anything like that it was, just, it was annoying that's what it really was because like as an LJ fan like that's the baby goat loading in my opinion um, I know we got a lot of eggs in the basket of uh, 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 Misha, uh, Misha, Mia Fisher official but I- I'm still rooting for LJ but uh, just I don't know just lost her head for a second got marked out of the match so you get, I've seen it happen before whatever um, and I mean, hats off to, to Nigeria, really, man, because, like, they should have won that match, absolutely, and just to lose on penalties was just, like, I think it's just, like, one of the more annoying things of, of the game, um, but, yeah, it's just, like, I'm super proud of Nigeria, and, like, the, just, they, they, they approach that match, they tactically, they, um, they should have scored a goal, man. It's one of those things where I feel like if the federation was adequately behind the team and funding them, then there could be kind of like some more foundational steps in place where 
those things like maybe were already like touched upon. I don't know, maybe that's a little bit of reach on my opinion or my thoughts, but um, I don't know. I feel like certainly uh, with the Federation's backing, we could have seen an ev- like just imagine what version rather of Nigeria we would have saw. If, if, if that was what we saw already, you know, a team that held England, that made England crawl to penalties, you know, putting uh, Bethany England on as our last stopgap to try to uh, get a goal and, and, you know, an extra time. Um, and then she got marked out of the match. Like, come on, bro. Fantastic job by Nigeria. Hats off us. That's, that's what it was. Of course, uh, after the, uh, the game, uh, the Nigerian uh, team came out with a statement basically confirming that they're still owed a shit ton of money going up as far back as 2021. And, and I think that like you, we've, and we've covered this um, uh, on past episodes, just like the number of teams that are in this tournament that uh, are having decent runs, um, despite not getting the full funding and support that they should be, you know, whether it's Jamaica, Colombia, Canada, um, Nigeria, um, and of course, even us, like uh, uh, us resolving our recent um, equal pay uh, lawsuit. Like this is happening from top to bottom, and it's 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 something like said. If just imagine what what where some of these teams would be if they did have that support and they, and they weren't getting jerked around, and they were able to have a fully functional and operational team and like in, in Nigeria's case uh, I think in the statement they're talking about they, they weren't able to play any warm up games before the tournament they still made it through their group through um, into the knockout rounds I'm like dog like I said you you probably you, you probably sold your team, team short because you weren't giving them that support and I said you were really this close to beating England, the defending uh, European champs, and one and still one of the favorites to win this tournament. And yeah, like don't. I feel like in a lot of cases, you have these federations and programs that are like, we're just happy to be here. We'll get the quick check, and you know, we'll use that for our men's team. Whatever they don't, they don't, they don't take this as as something that can actually be used to build up their women's program and it's, it's truly unfortunate and I, I just hope that especially with this being a full 32 team tournament that we we literally had teams that were in this for the first time and, and really making a statement for themselves and I'm like this is probably a real glimpse of what this tournament could be if you actually yeah, these teams actually got that support, and it's just unfortunate that you know you you got you got these teams um, being being jerked around. Um, what else? Um, yeah, the uh, the France uh, Morocco game. I think this is probably the first game for France that they looked like France um, that uh, that was that looked like it could be favorites. Now they are about to run into. Australia, who won two 0 against Denmark, and I thought that Sam Kerr came back in the last groups. I know she she hasn't even played yet. That's about to be a real 
Joker up in up in this tournament because if she's anywhere close to let's say let's say ninety percent, I, I I doubt that she's probably I doubt she's probably hundred percent. Let's just say she's close to ninety. That she could be a real problem for friends, and I think that in both of their cases, they obviously both have. Uh, have hopes for a deeper run where the winner here goes into the semis. I'm like, you could, I think either one of these teams could, could, could beat England being totally honest. And, and so like you added a, a, an element like Stan Curtis, like I think France should be very afraid. You should be super, super, super afraid. Mind you, if, if Australia wins and England wins, there's one more colonizer matchup while waiting right there in the semifinals between England and, and Australia. So the the uprisings ain't, ain't over just yet. But um but yeah uh let's see who else. Yo I will I will say one thing about before I even go too in, in too much detail about the US. We're lucky we didn't get Japan. <laughs> We're lucky. Because they would have mopped the floor with us. Because <laughs> I feel like Norway is a, ver- is a very... They're very close in... They're, they're very close in physicality to us. And... And Japan, I should—I I believe they went. They were initially down one 0 and they came back and scored three three unanswered. I'm like, this team is determined. They're hungry, and they, I don't think there's a team in this tournament that left that's as technical as them. Like they're just—they're running on all cylinders. They say like, like you really have to play a perfect game to to uh to beat them. Um, any other any other of these uh. Uh, round of 16 matches that stood out for you. Like I said, yeah, Netherlands, South um, South Africa, uh, Switzerland, Spain, and any, any of those uh, stand out? The one that stood out for me that I uh, woke up early for this morning was Colombia, Jamaica. Um, mm. You know, of course, uh, they were you know, they were essentially the um, last team left for their federations at that point. Obviously. Jamaica and U.S. made it to the same round, but still, you know, um, and then Colombia. I mean, like they're not as big as Argentina or Brazil, but yet they made it further, you know. And it's just this is why it just goes back to what you were saying, Grego. This is why um, we need to see these federations. I mean, like just do the bare minimum because they really don't even do that. You know what I mean? Like they outright screw these women over. You know, like we know the story about Jamaica needing to go fund me. I read somewhere where the uh, Nigerian players were sharing beds during the World Cup. Like, oh, wow. you know, it's 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 crazy. Um, and this, I think, uh, my favorite thing out of the uh, England Nigeria game, other than the play of Nigeria, was the camaraderie at the end, and that's been a pretty consistent theme. Um, is the camaraderie among opponents. And I think it's because they're all facing the same opponents, right? It's these federations, these dinosaurs in positions of power that don't, you know, understand and appreciate what they do and what they bring to their respective federations. And so, you know, I, um, I think those bonds 
uh, are, are real in a sense, you know, like we know, uh, for example, like even with the U.S. Women's National Team and, um, you know, you have the it's, a, I, I, you know, honestly, it's a minority of people who just have loud voices. Um, and so they get, you know, with the way social media works, especially the way like Twitter's, you know, showing up right now, uh, certain voices get elevated. But um, I still think they're in the minority. But, you know, that's it's the the contrast of to that, meaning the, the loud minority, the respect that they get from their opponents, right? Like the Swedish team being like, we are talking about this team is like going to come right back, you know? So, um, yeah, that's probably been like one of my favorite things out of this world cup in general. is just seeing that, just seeing those real bonds. That's a great point. Um, something that I really appreciate. I guess I'll work backwards is, um, after the England matchup, the first thing that happened, and it was, it sucked because Fox immediately cut away from it. But three of the England players went up and consoled the Nigerian goalkeeper, um, and then one of them even told the camera to to get away. And it was like, "Yo, that's respect. That's bad respect." And then, echoing that theme, the first interview given from a Sweden player was don't talk shit about the u.s women they're all um you know they're 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 awesome they're great they're they're all our heroes and uh, i think alexi from the cooligans mentioned it that yeah that's been the standard for the last 25 years if you really want to talk about it and like do your work because that's that's it, it's the, the receipts are there so like yeah this is a, essentially a blip and for me, I, I blame this on coaching going back to the Olympics and just the whole way that this cycle was ran. Um, but I'm not even going to get in depth with it like that. Um, another aspect of it from the, the Cup, man, Japan, uh, just their play is just it's just too fun to watch. Um, I'm really thinking that this is theirs for the taking. Um, I know some people are kind of underdogging on Netherlands as well for to make it to the final, but... Um, yeah, I think it's, it's Japan's to, to own. Uh, but Sweden, they uh, they didn't let in a goal, by the way. I don't know if anyone like really wants to talk about that because of all the US, US, US driven media. But they haven't let in a goal. Um, or they didn't let in a goal at that match. Previously, in the uh, three matches before that, they've only had one goal uh, let in so it wasn't a fluke that um, uh, the goalkeeper was standing on her head <laughs> against the US um, it, it wasn't a fluke do, do the work but yeah that was uh, those, are, those are some of the, the, the pretty exciting points I think for me uh, Colombia Jamaica was great um, yeah else? I think there maybe have been one more that uh, the Australia match, uh, Sam Kerr, she got about 20 minutes. Um, and the uh, just a stat boy, real fast. The first goal in the Japan match um, was um, was an own goal. So mm. um, there we go. That, that's what happened. But yeah, it was a uh, Australia man. Woo. Woo. Goodness gracious! <laughs> it was like one black girl on the squad <laughs> or on the field, uh, and she did the damn. 
did the damn thing. Uh, so shout out to, to Fowler, um, getting those assists in, making like uh, linking up the play from the midfield to the forwards. Uh, it's good to see Sam Kerr back on the pitch. Got about 20 minutes, so expect that to be ripping and running for this uh, quarterfinal matchup. And uh, I think those are kind of all my highlights in terms of um, yeah, these uh, these last knockout matches. No, the the funny thing there with um, Sweden, of course, they they, they are very uh, fair skinned. I made I made the joke, I think, in one of the chats that the only melanin that that's on that team was when Mus- it's in Muscovich's hair. That's about it, because everybody else is about as free white and twenty one as they can be. Because yeah, but um, so yeah. On that note, let's let's go ahead and rip the bandit off. We uh, we are in a world now where the U.S. women um, have not made the quarterfinals for the first time in their history at a World Cup, um, losing to Sweden on penalties. And when they talk about the inches and the millimeters and just how how close these games can literally be. And you have the literal, and you have the actual VAR saying, "You, the goal got in by this much, like it's right here, it's right here." I mean, it, there, there, there couldn't have been a more brutal way to end your tournament, end your chance for a three-peat, and 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 by and large, an end of an era for. Uh, the remaining 2011, 2015 um, players who, you know, they they were trying their best to go for a three-peat and it just didn't work out. And I think for even a lot of us who kind of saw this coming, I don't think that anyone saw it coming to this as far as how they got eliminated. And it's... um. You know, like we've had a couple of days to kind of digest everything and just see, like, okay, like, where where does life go on go from here? But I guess we do still have to do a, a, a post mortem as far as, it's like, how, like, how, how, like, how did we get here? How did we? How did things get so janky to where we we really only score one goal after the first game in hell? You can even talk talk about the, that first game against against Vietnam, where we only scored three goals. I think that especially when you compare to four years ago when we beat uh, Thailand thirteen nil. You fast forward now, it's like we only could get three goals. Like, does that sound normal to you against against a team that, like like this? I mean, granted, a, a lot of teams came came through tough, but like. We're, you're at least thinking for a team like the U.S. that, you know, 5-0, 6-0, is probably doable. And, yeah, they only, they only eked out three. And then after that, just one goal. And it's, it's uh, there's a lot that obviously needs to be fixed. There's a one, one special person that just needs to be left in Australia. But, um... Like I said, how, like how, how, Mark, like make make some sense out of this. Like, how do how do we get here, man? 
Well, in terms of the full story, in terms of how we got here, you know, hey, before hey, look, before you do that, we can't do ten minutes this time. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I'll try to make it only five. No, but uh, <laughs> I got you. Uh, in terms of the full story, I mean, it's, it's you could do an entire uh, episode on it. You could do a podcast series on the last four years, you know, and the, yeah. the short the shortcomings. Um, I do feel obligated i think to give a shout out to uh diaspora united and shea butter who have um first of all you should be listening to them anyway but uh they've been waving the flag on this yeah man they've been sounding the alarm you know ever since at at the very least since the olympics you know yeah um and so um a myriad of issues i think you could look at the the squad that was called up i think it was confusing um you know certain players that were left home um, and then compounding the squad that's called up, the way that you use or don't use them, then it's like, well, why did you bring them in the first place? But then, it, but then it's like, if you had brought the other people, would you have even used them? I don't know, you know. So I think, um, you know, obviously I went on that huge spiel about uh, the minutes played, and the Athletic did uh, release the yeah, race. I saw them. I saw them jacking your shit. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I mean, that was, that was definitely a talking book. It's just so obvious. But, like, Alana Cook really didn't play in this World Cup. That is baffling to me. Um, another point I wanted to make, though, too, like, NWSL play is supposed to be important, right? Look at the trio of attackers in Washington. Trinity Rodman, Ashley Hatch, Ashley Sanchez. With that alone, you could have cooked. But you left Ashley Sanchez home. You didn't really utilize Trinity Rodman like you could have. And you didn't play Ashley Sanchez. So, ah, it's... I don't know. But I think... I just think it was a coach out of his depth, man. Like, I kind of made a point in the last... Uh, my last rant about uh, Tom Sermani only getting 15 months. And I was mm-hmm. just curious, you know. So I went back and looked at their... Uh, some Did some Wikipedia, right? Tom Sermani had before he was hired by the U.S., had a career for starting in 1988 to 2012, like post-player career, right? So, mm-hmm. like, different roles, you know, technical advisor, uh, assistant manager, that sort of thing. But, like, it was over 10 different stops, like three different countries. He had two stints with Australia before he got the U.S. job, and he only got 15 months. Jill yeah. Ellis had 20-plus years in college, and stints in the youth setup, in the U.S. youth setup. So she was, like, familiar with the environment and the expectations, right? And so it's like, okay, you look at that, you see the experience. Flacco had six years in the indoor league or arena league, and then six years in NWSL. Like Now, I will say, Flacco did, was successful in Kansas City. He was. And, but, like... He was successful in the early iteration of NWSL. Yeah, correct. So it just, I don't know. And, you know, I'm not even against the idea of taking big swings, but, like, your evidence was the Olympics. And so I just feel like, you know, this is the first, I'm I'm saying all this to say, like, this is the first cycle that we've had a GM. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, did the GM do their job? We, I think we all agree the coach and the coaching staff didn't really deliver. Did the GM maybe not act when they could have? I'm talking about Kate Margraf in this case, mm-hmm. you know, uh, does she understand like 
what she needs to do in her role you know is she does she should she be brought back you know and another thing too is like in terms of replacing Vlatko right because this is where a GM's job is important those connections those relationships within the game and then just having that eye out for coaching talent right because it doesn't have to be I mean like you could hire Serena Vegman right I mean I don't know how how you know logistical that were possible that could be we could go after like a Serena Vegman or um uh whose coach is it oh Australia's coach uh, I think it's Gustafsson, I want to say. Yeah. Tony mm-hmm. Gustafsson. Yeah. And he's, you know, lots of experience, has spent time with the U.S., would understand, like, the setup through and through. But then you have, like, Japan's coach, whose previous experiences with the Japan youth teams, you know? And so it's like you could do it that way, too. But then you would have to know, you would have to feel confident about, like, the coaching uh, pipeline, I guess you would say. So. Right. I don't know. I, I, I think um, I think there's a lot of questions that have to be asked. Um, and I do think that some of it, uh, there are questions to be asked about the structure, too. Um, you know, I don't know if we have time to get into it with this episode, but, uh, you know, we see what's happening in college. Uh, well, NCAA, right? And mm-hmm. that could have a huge effect on uh, the women's game. And we've, we have relied on the, the women's college game and high school game uh, to produce talent. But maybe it's time for a more uniform setup to where there's a like an identity, you know, to where there's an understanding of what to expect in terms of how we play as a national team. Um, I'm not sure about that only because of one reason. You know, like we have such a culturally like culturally diverse country that if you utilize the entire culture, the entire um, uh, diaspora of this this nation, I don't think that that you could probably come up with one uh, uh, one one specific style because like. It's kind of like how we talk about at, at the end of every show, like the cultures will cultures everywhere. Like the culture in Atlanta is going to be different from the culture in DC. It's going to be different culture in Chicago. It's going to be different culture in LA. And now I do think that you could probably teach a a certain um, style to where people are familiar with. But at the same time, I think just by default, depending on who on who's in charge, you could end up having a totally different um, system, and 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 they would be within their right to do so. Um, and I think that I, I wouldn't want to uh, li- limit limit the coach in having those choices. Like it's not like like the Netherlands or Belgium or England, where like you're probably having a much tighter knit system around what you uh, around what you have, um, but at the same time, you know, it, it's it's at least something to consider. I just don't see it. But um, I don't know. Like I, I feel like with with what's happened, of course we can all we can all go back to the Olympics, and really, I, I would actually go all the way back to. Four years ago in 2019, I think that actually 
let's go back even further. Let's go back to the Olympics in 2016, where we didn't even medal. And I think that we're coming off the the, um, the World Cup in 2015. Everyone's in their peak of of the powers of the core and everything, and we got smacked coincidentally by uh, by Sweden. And I think at that point you had an opportunity to be like, okay, we might we might not re- repeat here, but but whatever happens in 2019, we got to go ahead and look towards the future. And I think that. You could perhaps say that that COVID got in the way of that, um, in a sense, because that pushed everything back um, a year, and you didn't have that time to evaluate new players. So you kind of rolled with who was still in the picture. But at the same time, like once twenty nineteen uh, came came and went, I think it was the federation's responsibility responsibility to be like, okay, we need to find our new blood sooner rather than later. And I think that the hesitation to to um, bring in uh, new players, I believe, um, I forgot what gra- what stat line I, I saw the other day. It's like the we had about fifteen to twenty members who pretty much stayed in like the entire cycle. And I'm like that doesn't leave a lot of room for new players, and that's where. You know, like you're trying to hang on to Rapino and and Alex Morgan, and you tried to hang on to Sabra, and she didn't end up. Um, she ended up not making it, and and Julie Ertz, and at some point, like you you can't hang on to players until they're 38 anymore. We have too many players that are coming through the pipeline who are already. You don't have to. They don't have to wait until they're 25. Like they're ready at 21, 22. They're 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 getting good fast, and you have to figure out a way to incorporate them sooner rather than later. Instead of having, instead of having to wait for the change of the guard or whatever, and and uh, trying to basically stall their their progress. And that's something that we were never proactive about. We were. We were trying to get every last drop of that 2015, 2019 squad until they literally could not do anymore. And I think going forward, you have to have a plan to not just invigorate and, and, and mobilize the the youth that's in there right now, but again, you have to look, go ahead and start looking towards the future because this this pool only gets bigger and. We had to figure out how to incorporate as many uh, players as possible, and yeah, that that might mean, you know, taking off people who people consider legends, people who consider like, oh my god, like I, I, I watched her since I was a kid. I'm like, yeah, I get it, but you know, the 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 the, the, the guard changes, the the torch gets passed, it ha- it happens, but yeah, I, I know I'm I'm getting on borderline rambling, but. I just, I just need to emphasize that you had an opportunity to really make a change in this cycle and you failed not once but twice. And I think that it is, it is your, as a federation, it's your responsibility to make sure if you, if you, if you care about this standard, 
you have to make sure that this never happens again. Now, granted, other countries are getting better, and and the gap is definitely closing. But you do have a way to still maintain your standard to where, even if you don't win, they got to go through you first. So, you know, we'll uh, I'll leave it at that for right now. What you got, TK? Just in agreement, uh, all excellent points you guys have both made. Um, I will say um, we Mark kind of laid it up, and then you you went into it some as well. Um, but the lack of like a real system in terms of um, I don't want to say like like an academy, but just a, a real actual like youth setup for the women's soccer in America. Uh, I don't believe there is anything currently that fulfills that space in the way that um and a more centralized kind of funnel method so um i guess like let me pull this back so if we are the standard for the last 25 years and the women they get knocked out of the the, the world cup in the round of 16 since like the first world cup basically mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was the last time that happened um so then it's like if there's this if there's still the standard they've set the bar and they broke the ceiling then why don't the United States have something similar that they do for the men um, in terms of like bringing them up from a youth and I'm not saying like we need to have like La Mesa's all over the place and like we're institutionalizing like women's soccer Maybe. I, I hear you but I mean not you know saying like moving full towards an academy essentially a setup um, where these kids are just basically like branched out forms of a smaller academy or club academies in some way shape or form and, and we're, we're kind of there because um, there's a great story that's happened with uh, this uh, FC Dallas player he actually scored the first goal in the match of the Leeds Cup we'll touch on this later or actually we already touched on this or maybe uh, no it, to come more to come for Leeds Cup um, but yeah there, there, there's a, all I'm getting to is that there's a process where you can be like a foreigner, move to this country, live in literally bum effing Texas, which I've been to this specific place that this kid was from, uh, right outside of Dallas, gets picked up by Dallas's second team, moves north of Texas uh, to the north side of Texas, blows through that team, and comes right into an audition for FC Dallas. Freaking unbelievably crazy. Tell me a woman, a woman that that could happen to. Like, I'd love to hear that story and like, or even know if their constructs are in place to do such. So like from that perspective, I was like, oh, maybe we're hitting on something, Mark. Uh, so uh, touche for, for, for that and, and appreciate the work. Also, head nod to Diaspora and uh, Shea Butter. They are out there dropping the heat for all y'all to you know just suffer in the summer i mean it's right that's what we do in this game we suffer so um you know (laughs) it will endure (laughs) but um no i i think that um yeah first of all just to reiterate what tk said our our partners in crime uh shea butter fc uh diaspora united like they they got into into much much more detailed than than we ever have as far as just breaking down why this was doomed to fail and 
it's it's one of those cases where you you when you're actually proven right and like you have the receipts of people telling you that you're full of shit and you don't know what you're talking about you're just a you're just a fan of uh, a fan based podcast that you know that doesn't know shit and I'm like no like again if, if you actually had a real discerning eye on this shit you kind of saw like this shit was coming a mile away and even like with us um, you know we might not break it down in a tactical way because you know you know Fives over everything, but <laughs> but at the same time, like we we're not blind, and I think that given how we lost in Tokyo um, two years ago, and even like in the past year, where it's been like against good teams, we haven't done well. You know, last year. You know, losing to England, losing to Germany. Uh, I think we lost three in a row, actually. Like first fight, first time in like ages. And you know, having to you know reach a point where just having uh, having the expectation of winning. I think that even in good old Alexi's power rankings, that dumb shit. I think he went from having the U.S. at number one at the beginning of the tournament, by by Sunday, they were down to seven. They had fallen off that that much. And and for those, I'm sure those of y'all who have a very clear hate-hate relationship with, with Alexi, like for him to say that much about, about, the U, about the U.S. says a whole lot as far as what, like, things are really in, in bad shape. And I think that we have to go into how despite the things that were right there in front of his face, he uh, Vlatko, you know, tried to avoid as much as um, he possibly could as far as building up a squad um, that was actually coherent. I did read something today uh, Tuesday that um that uh, came out and it kind of blew my mind when I saw it. But basically, they're talking about like how, of course, uh, uh, one of the players who didn't make the team, um, uh, mostly due injury, was uh, Katarina Macario, new Chelsea player, um, and uh, she had tore her knee up about a year ago with her former club, uh, Leon. And in the aftermath, they were trying to. Uh, have Alex Morgan play in basically a false nine role, kind of in a playmaker role. Um, they were distributing to at, at the time Mallory Pugh, Sophia Smith, Trini Rodman, uh, Lynn Williams, um, whoever else that we had as the wingers and everything. That's not her game. And mind you, and I and I had this argument all day on I think it was Sunday. Uh, when we posted uh, uh, the Dream 11 for for the team, everyone trying to fight for Alex Morgan to have a spot. I need people to understand something. 
outside of that one game against Thailand in 2019, she's had three goals in 17 uh, World Cup uh, matches. For whatever reason, she has never had a, a great World Cup. Ever. So this idea that we have to be absolutely attached to her made no sense. And then you add this wrinkle to where she got she had to play like somebody else that she's not used to playing like. This was this was doomed to failure. You you should have just gone ahead and had Sophia Smith as the nine and, and worked it out with um with Trinity and Lynn as the wingers. I'm like, come on, like then then you can go about um uh of course, the ongoing um, saga of why the fuck isn't uh, Crystal Dunn playing in the, in the midfield, especially given the issues at the midfield during the whole tournament. And mind you, like there was like a pass chart that came out, I think after the the Netherlands game, I believe, where like you're clearly seeing that the ball is clearly going through Crystal Dunn, despite the fact that she's not that she's not a midfielder, and you won't make her one. And, and even in the game against Sweden, you bring in. Um, what was that? Uh, Emily Sonnet um, 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 into eleven. I'm like dog. Like, I think uh, to quote uh, our 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 dear sister Sills, that's nasty work. That's real nasty work. And like, I, I'm I'm a big fan of the of Alana Cook. I think that I think it was the I think it was the England game where they had. Um, both her and Naomi Gurma starting. I was like, regardless of the of this result here, that's your future. And the fact that you had Sauerbrunn go out, and I was like, this is your opportunity to go ahead and get going with Gurma and Cook. Now, for all intents and purposes, Naomi Gurma had a lights out World Cup. Like going forward, that that is no matter who is with her that is your star that's the first person that you put in pen matter of fact somebody told me on on twix that you need to go ahead and just have her name pre-printed on the on the 11 card that's how that's how solid she is right now. that's how automatically she has to be as your uh starting center back but um the fact that you couldn't get her in as a sub as let alone a starter like that that minutes chart that um that the athletic posted, she's dead last with no minutes played. Like you so you basically just like there's that's the reason why she came through the airport and had no clothes. She was like, I ain't gonna be here. So what's up? <laughs> so it's uh it it's man. I I we might need more time for this because I mean we're all, I'm sure like we're already um going long going a little long, but I'm like it's uh there's so many um, choices here that could have um, could have gone differently as far as this roster, as far as the tactics, as far as you know just the overall energy of this team. All that shit matters because like I was watching Canada during the group stage and like after that first um, game, I believe it was against uh not Nigeria um. Uh, I gotta pull pull this shit back up, but um, but like like after Canada's first game, I was like, they're like this feels off. Like this feels like they either they don't want to be here or like just like whatever vibes that they had two years ago in Tokyo, they're not here. And you could just tell it's like this is gonna be a quick trip. And I think 
even despite the um, you know making it through the through the um, through the group stage, I was like, things aren't right here. And I think that I think Sweden was their best game, but for the supposed st- standard that the U.S. have, all four games were ass, all of them. I mean, I don't know how, how you can how you can split it otherwise. I mean. You can say that Sweden was a good game. It was a good game in the snap sh- in the sample size of these four games, but all four games were ass. So, in, 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 any way to say it differently, I don't. I don't think it makes sense. But um, I, I think I just went on a on a mark size rant. So I will spin it off to you guys. What y'all got? I um. That last point you made, I mean, about it being all four games being ass, I mean, I agree. It, uh, just even the Sweden game being below the standard of, uh, one, the history of uh, the U.S. women's team in the World Cup, and two, like, a team that's of a team that's trying to win the World Cup. I'm sorry, you have to play even better than that, than how they did versus Sweden. And one thing, too, because uh, I did see this, mer- this narrative kind of emerging among the... Um, you know, there's a certain um, your stats people, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, and we kind of we probably follow some of the same people in terms of the soccer stats community, but yep. it's kind of emerging of oh, they only allowed so many shots on target in the four games. Oh, their XG was actually pretty good. Oh, if you run this model a hundred times, they would have scored in these situations X amount of time. None of that fucking matters. I mean, like, it, it matters to a degree, but I also think that's massively overplayed because I don't think the Netherlands have been all that good, but they were still good enough to win the group. That sounds a lot like what the U.S. did in, like, 2015, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. been times before where the U.S. are mm, kind of shaky, I don't know, and then they still make it far and sometimes win the tournament anyway. You know, you had a team like, like, and this is a point I made the other day, and not just about the U.S., but, I mean, teams like Germany, Canada, Brazil, um, somebody else, I'm forgetting, but they all struggle to score, you know, and so and like teams like Jamaica, uh, teams like I mean, like even England struggled to score against like Haiti, you know. Um, and so I just think that these uh, these bigger teams who may be used to, um, you know, showing up and, you know, just doing their usual running through teams or passing through teams or crossing by, you know, however, I think it's more difficult now. Um, you know, I think you just have to have more sophisticated tactics because, you know, the, the the one narrative that tends to emerge every time the U.S. lose is that the world is catching up. And that's true to a degree. But I think uh, we got to be very specific about what which world is catching up and in what way. I think, um, you know, the African teams, um, your smaller um your smaller countries in the uh, in the new world like Jamaica and Colombia and so on, they've caught up tactically. You know, like they come out well set up, well prepared to deal with whatever. And you know, if you don't play right, you can go out. You know, so I mean, like England could have easily been out already. U.S. could have easily gone on before they actually did. You know, like Portugal, I would say, is uh, a newer team on the scene and. Uh, they could have easily been in the U.S. spot. So, um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I think that uh, the U.S. certainly were not did not play well enough um, to win this World Cup. And it's so funny because this is the first, obviously, 32-team World Cup. Um, and a lot of people weren't sure if we should even, if the women's game was ready for that expansion. I think it's pretty clear that, yeah, they were, you know? Yeah, um, definitely. The competition is tough, man, you know? And so... You know, one of the funny things about being a U.S. soccer fan is you, you, you come to realize that the Federation has to learn things the hard way. And I, I, I feel like that's what I'm hoping that's what happened here. I'm hoping that this is a wake up call. I'm hoping that this is a hard lesson to learn for some some of the people higher up in the Federation. I finally realized that, like, you can't just throw together whoever uh, and, you know, hire whoever and expect it to work out. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, if y'all haven't done so already, um, uh, Shea Butter FC's um, had a, a few watch-alongs uh, throughout the World Cup. And one thing that Sky uh, was talking about, um, I believe it was, um, actually, I think it was during the uh, USA-Sweden game, uh, kind of like in the immediate aftermath um, of that game is... I definitely, um, I definitely am concerned about the current makeup of the management of the of the women's team. I mean, we've are like, of course, we talk about the uh, the men's team a lot on here, and that though, that drama goes without saying. But I think that the brand of the women's team is probably even more protected than the men because obviously that's that's the brand that's actually winning. And you have people in charge now. We're we're at we're at a point in the process where the players are now becoming the leaders of the team. Like the the president, Sidney Paula Cohen, is a member of the '99 uh, World Cup uh, Championship team. Uh, Kate Margraf, the GM, she's a, uh, I think she's a '99 er as well. Um, and so like they are they are the people in in, in charge here, and I think that. They have their legacy as 99ers to consider as well as the, the legacy of the current team. And I'm wondering if, if there's some type of headbutting going on there that's causing um, uh, a, a bit of a... Uh, I don't want to say sabotage, but at the same time, there's, def, there's definite politics coming into play as far as like who they want to um uh have uh have lead the team and also and also the makeup of the, t- of the team itself and that's something that i think that um you know a- as we go into this next cycle or and even as early as going into the olympics next year i think that that's something that they're going to have to um really take a real strong look at as far as like what are we uh, what is the plan going forward because again you have a team that's going to be younger faster more diverse and like you have to consider that as far as like who your next um, your next team your next coach is going to be because that's something that they're going to have to all taken to the equation because we're um, I said we, we are uh, a constantly growing nation and 
you know, we, we got, like I said, in most cases, most countries pluck from us and, and, um, and get a lot of their talent. So it's definitely a case of where we could be using those same players as well. We just, and we just don't. And that's something that, 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 that should also be addressed as well. Um, I think I think TK. Oh, oh there he back. goes. But um, <laughs> but um, I, it's 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 one of those things where, like, I may I may have to ask uh, Sky and Subs so we can pull up on their show because, like, I definitely think that we 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 there's definitely a a, a deep dive deep dive worthy of just everything that's just gone wrong here and you know it's 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 a real mess right now and i think that to kind of circle back to the original point of this whole segment you know i think the people to blame is, is u.s soccer and and that and they have to do a lot of soul searching as far as how they move forward i don't think there's any other way to really um you know, to really spin it. And obviously Vlaco needs to go. I would say Margaret Mark Graf needs to go. And you know, we, we we go from there. I mean I I I doubt we go to the point go as far as uh Cone stepping down, but as far as like the leadership within the women's national team, they all they all gotta go. So and and we'll and we'll see what happens from there. Um we're running a little late um uh I, I, I don't want to hold you guys up too too um far but I will say this um are, are is is MLS rigging the least cup for um for Messi because we get it he's great but that Dallas game like come on now <laughs> like, I is rigging might be a strong word. Maybe they're incentivizing. They say, "Yeah, just go ahead and miss this PK real quick." You know, you'll, you'll and you'll get a, you'll get a Manila envelope in the mail in, in forty eight hours. Just go ahead and uh, you know when you're heading it, instead of heading it up, head it down into your own goal, and <laughs> you'll uh, we'll take care of you. That, yeah, you'll you'll, it, you'll 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 pay you'll pay for your kids' tuition for the next couple of years. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> so I'll be honest. I haven't been like uh, paying super close attention, right? You know, it's one of those things where um, that night I was on Twitter. I see people talking about it. I'm like, oh, Messi's playing. I'm like, yeah, let me tune in. And then mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, Dallas had a strong showing early on. They, they showed up. They showed up. They had him boys on the ropes, and then like remember, this team was in last place, or probably still is in last place. Yeah, in the, they, they haven't played the league game yet, yet so, they're, so when all this is over, they're still in last place. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, it was just so just so theatrical, man. Like it's just, it's almost it's funny, it's funny. You know what I mean? I mean, I enjoy it, but like. It's weird when like you almost expect something, but like you still can't. You can't a hundred percent right because it's sports and you're supposed to just. You have to maintain an air of, uh, I guess. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
suspense, right? Mm-hmm. But like when Messi's lining up for that free kick, it's like, is he gonna do? But he had another one that could have won it, and it hit the wall. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just enjoying every minute of it. I'll, it's, it's like when I was uh, watching baseball as a kid, all them home runs they were hitting. I didn't ask any questions. I just enjoyed it. <laughs> I know you were watching uh, some of the games um, going on right now, TK. Um, it looks like um, we're getting pretty close to, I guess, the uh, the quarterfinals of that tournament as as well. Um, I see, like who who is left up in here? Um, uh, so we got. Well, right now we got Tigres and Monterey. It's like in the seventy-fifth minute. Um, I got you. I got you. We got LFC and RSL. What you got? You? LAFC RSL playing currently. The match is uh, fifty-one minutes in. So uh, at the time of recording, uh, is nil-nil. Uh, but we expect uh, LAFC to to win this. Uh, RSL is putting up a pretty damn good fight, I will say, and that's that. Well, uh, this will probably go to PKs. And, and Chicho is back in LA. Chicho is back in LA. They gave him a little prize. They did a pregame show. Uh, pregame shows. That is the new thing for MLS. If you don't know, now you know. Apple, 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 Apple. And LAFC just scored. Called it. Um, also happening is, um, or actually just happening, uh, we thought it was Nashville that was going out, but Nashville was going through there in the quarterfinals. They ended that match against Club Imarica. 6 5 mm-hmm. on PKs. So, bite you off some of that uh, America, I guess, if you want. <laughs> we'll call that. Um, and uh, the last match is. That's it. No, it's that the last two. But no, there was a. I'm thinking in my head is a, the match that was. Um, it's the stadium I, I personally hate in uh, New England. Uh, that match was something to behold. Kirataro? Yeah. So there's that. Uh, this- New England and Kirataro. But uh, outside of that, I think uh, this is a big fix. I think Twelman's on, on, in on it. He's obviously in on it, you know. Um, he's like getting all upset on Twitter. It's like, look, the man's got a whole GD row all to himself. Get smart, people. It's not hard to Google some shit. I'm like, dude, you actually don't know the wall that there is between regular fucking supporters and players and ex-players. Like, grow the fuck up. First of all. Out here grieving on Twitter for fucking like not even 30, 40 characters. But whatever. I have my own grievances now on Twitter, so check me out. Um, outside of that, Leaks <laughs> Gone is big. Um, and that is a great point that I didn't realize until just then. So if you don't mind, Grego, please sound by yourself. After all this is done, they're still in last place. So we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Oh, I mean, lastly, um, I, I, there, there's going to be a, a, a um, I'm predicting a party pooper. I, I thought Dallas was going to be the party pooper, but after I saw the sham of a match that I saw last night, I'm like, 
anybody could lose to Miami. And I mean, not win. Um, I don't think it'll be Charlotte. I could definitely see Philly, see Philly though. though. It'll be a West Coast team. Uh, well, that that'd be the that'd be the final now. Exactly. I mean, obviously that's that's definitely plausible. Um, um, that's all Apple wants is you to get to the final. Yeah, that's, yeah, true. that's crap, true. It'll be crappy for Messi to lose, but I, I think somebody ain't gonna get that vanilla memo, you know. Um, I think that especially given what's left on the on, I guess, I guess this is the east side. I guess. Um, yeah, I, I would definitely say that it's it's looking pretty smooth for for Miami to make the the final, and of course on on the. I guess the West side you have like so you had the winner of LAFC at RSL, winner of Tigres and Monterey, and you also have um, Nashville and Minnesota. I'm pretty sure that that LAFC Tigres Monterey quadrant over there, the 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 the, the West winners coming from that from that section. It ain't gonna be um, Nashville and Memphis. Sorry to say, um, and um, it won't be RSL. <laughs> it definitely won't be them either. So, yeah, it'll, it'll it'll be it'll be a matchup that'll that will get people interested. And I'm going to go ahead go ahead and say it's probably end up being Monterey and Miami in the final. And um, so we'll, we'll we'll see. I mean, Tigres will get a, a great audience too. Obviously, LAFC will get their audience as well. But I think that. Um, yeah, they want they want to they want to obviously, obviously bring in the fusion of both the the Mexican audience as well as you know everybody that's coming there from from Messi and um, you know they'll work it out from there. But um, yeah, I yeah, think, I think that, do we know where the finals going to be because it's it changes based on uh, uh, priority, right? Uh, batch. That's a, that's a great, great damn question. Damn question. Well, that was part of the the other side of this coin for Leaks Cup, where you had, and that was really why I was actually really paying attention to Dallas from that POV. Um, side note: LAFC just scored a second goal. Um, yeah, they were really pissed off because the club failed to communicate to them in an adequate amount of time the appropriate arrangements that they would need to be present at the match. And then there seems to be some gatekeeping in terms of the way that Leeds Cup is ran. Maybe not so much as an MLS entity, but as a separate thing via Apple. And there is been some restrictions in terms of the fan engagement and what they consider to be, you know, like normal and what the environment that everyone is already kind of curated to, to have thought in their head will be there. Um, so there's some funky, yucky stuff going on. And I think that there's going to be more of it is the point of that minute spiel there. Um, I think that it's, it's going to become a thing where we're going to see not adequate time because, you know, like you can't have the game without fans unless you want to do the COVID thing again. But I don't know. I think there's more more to this. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be keeping keeping at least a half an eye on what's left of this Leeds Cup, and um, you know, we'll 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 definitely uh, update you guys um, as, as the games come. Um, quick programming note, uh, of course, um, like we mentioned earlier, the, the this uh, this coming weekend start of the men's 
uh, European club season. Uh, the major leagues uh, will start. Will begin to start. I think um, EPL um, gets started this weekend, as well as um, the Bundesliga. You'll be able to catch our guy, me, Mark, on our homie uh, Jake Payne's fifty plus dunner this weekend for the uh, German Super Cup uh, watch along. So check uh, I believe fifty plus dunners on Twitch. So if you haven't done so already, make sure you check out check out uh, check out Jake on on that platform as well as um, on the Twix and everything else. Um, uh, of course, and of course, with the European season started, of course, we're going to kick back pretty soon as far as splitting the shows back up between uh, the American uh, episodes and international episodes. We'll probably get that started probably after uh, after Labor Day, just to just to be fair with it, and um, and uh, go from there. So just be on the lookout for that. You'll you'll be able to get more of the goodness of FTC UTD. Um, also, we, we got some some uh, some new stuff uh, coming pretty soon. Um, our man TK is uh, cooking up something real special for us to, you know, ex- expand on this uh, this kingdom of ours, and um, we'll have more information on that probably in about a week or so. So stay tuned on that as well. Um, I don't have a huge um, store plug this week, so we're already running late. But of course, ftcutd.com forward slash shop. Get all the things, all of them. Shirts, name sets, all of them. Get all of them. And uh, shout out to um, Black Diamonds. Um, I think I mentioned them a couple weeks ago. We had a um, Jersey pro- um, project with them. Shout out to New Mexico uh, United because they they dropped this uh, this third uh, kit. This um, this I'm not even like this fifth dimension kit. Like this thing is absolute trip. Like, and shout out to uh, my homie. Um, uh, David Weiss Carl for for the plug on um, getting getting one of those before they completely sold out. So shout out to him. But um, let's get up in this two up and two down and get this and get this train on out of here. TK, the floor is yours. Just excited to uh, do some new uh, versions of the. The show, the podcast, the content that we're doing, bringing FTC to you in uh, just a, a different way, a more personal way. Um, so yeah, just excited to get that up and running off the ground. Got a few things I am going to be able to probably go ahead and check off. Uh, pretty much got to turn them in deadlines or this week. So uh, knocking lots of things off of, uh, of a personal to-do list uh kind of feels good so that is an up as well um really want to to give it up to to all the teams that have been knocked out of the world cup uh, the women's world cup that is and uh shout out to the women they're finally gonna get that pay i think it's like a 20 million dollar split between them and the men from the current world cup and or because they both got knocked out in the round of 16 uh, FPR for the record um, so yeah there's that um, and down uh, it, it's, it's still it's still pretty pretty tough to eat out here um, and what I mean by that is uh, I, I work in the film industry and uh, if you don't know you're about to know we, we are under a, a massive strike here a massive strike just mm, treat me like they're treating Jonathan Majors, but like, feel bad for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
innocent till proven guilty. <laughs> like, bruh. Um, so uh, also uh, globally, but many, many shout out to Jonathan Majors. Uh, his accuser fled the country. You know what that is. You know what that's about. The court hearing was yesterday. Wow. Um, bruh, she didn't show up because she wasn't in the country. Uh, so that's, you know, uh, a down from an up, or an up from a down, rather. And uh, I don't think I have a second down, honestly, since I, I've morphed that really to a, to a positive. So uh, I'm just going to quietly squeak, squeak away in my, my chair here. Yeah. Yeah. Again, y'all, hopefully we. Um the, this uh, writer strike and actor strike sag, sag after a WGA. Hopefully, it gets uh, resolved soon because we got to do better than this this damn um, Kim and Kanye divorce uh, documentary. Like, we got to do better. Yeah, yeah. It's it, I'll be uh, asterisk to the asterisk because uh, I have inside information. It, it won't get better. It's gonna go to the full thing. So. Uh, you're going to see a bunch of content like the Kim and Kanye thing for the next eight months. Uh, films will actually start doing shit next summer, next spring. But y'all, you know, still, still hard to eat. Just, just remember that. Thank you. Jesus. Well, on that note, I will go ahead and jump in real quick. And um, the, the one positive that I have throughout all, all this as far as content wise is my favorite show is back on the air season two of winning time just started back up on sunday uh for those of y'all that don't remember winning time is uh focusing on the showtime era of the la lakers and yeah the first season was this first season was so spicy the real showtime lakers had to come up with their own documentary to try to refute so many information that was that was um, being um, uh, dramatized on the show. It was like we weren't that bad, even though the documentary was didn't really refute much. It was like, yeah, we, we just we just weren't fucking all over the place, but whatever. But yes, that show uh, season uh, episode one, new season just uh, came back up. Actually, another one of my shows just started back up um, with the new season on uh, the Shy. Just started up season six, and um, I've been trying to catch up on them. I actually missed most of season five, but I'm um, I've been um, catching up on that. But uh, but yeah, winning time, baby. That yo, I'm all the way in on that. Um, as uh. Um, of course, second up, obviously, we kicked up a show with it, that riverboat fight. Again, community, man, we will, if, if pushed to the wall, we will, we will come through for each other, and, and that's beautiful to see. Um, my downs. Um, also over the weekend, we had, uh, Chicago White Sox second baseman Tim Anderson catch the most wildest fade ever in life um playing against the uh, cleveland guardians um jose ramirez uh, slid up under him they they had words and gotta protect your chin man because tim anderson caught the most outrageous fade and, and then tried to walk it off he won't walk in that one off like that thing was awful the thing was absolutely awful and, and it's, it's why because tim anderson is one of the best players in baseball 
he's had a pretty rough year, both personally and professionally, but damn, like, I know you had a glass jaw, dog. Last but not least, the we had to pour out a little bit of this dough ball cookie dough whiskey for the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is about to be, it's all but dead. Um, or at the uh, college conference, um, of course, last year, it was announced that USC and UCLA were leaving for the Big Ten. Um, just in the past week and a half, we've had Oregon, Washington, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado. They're all they're all on the way out, either to the Big Ten or the Big 12. And I think all this left is the uh, Bay Area School, Stanford and Cal, Oregon State, and... Uh, Washington State. That's a, that's all that's left. And so, yeah, like, barring some miracle, the Pac-8, the pack which became the Pac-10, which became the Pac-12, is about to be gone. Um, I think I, I want to say Stanford and Cal might actually be talking to the ACC, which is absolutely wild to me, but that's where we are right now. But, um, you know, it's, it's wild because once, once uh, the conference lost to LA schools, it was like nobody wanted to fuck with the uh, with that conference anymore because without LA, what else? What else do you have? But and Stanford is is rich without football and basketball, so they just said, hey, whatever. But um, it's it's a real shame that this is where we come to where the networks basically are, are driving where the conferences go, and it's all about football because nobody nobody's thinking about when. Rutgers volleyball has to come out to play Washington for a conference game. Nothing about that makes sense. But um but that's that's but that's where college sports are. And last but not least, pay the players. For real. Not just any NIL shit. Pay them. Y'all making all this y'all y'all doing all these jumps to get more money, but ain't nobody said shit about paying players for real. And y'all should. And if if you really want to get get funky with it y'all got exposed during COVID and, and ain't nobody sued y'all yet and that needs to happen but that's all I got last but not least it's our man me Mark close out man what you got yeah so I'll do up down up down uh, so my first left right, up, left right yeah my first up is uh, just the Women's World Cup you know I think that uh, it's definitely the best Women's World Cup it's arguably one of the ever best, it's arguably one of the best World Cups ever um, you know, I, I I'm enjoying this World Cup more than um more than the 2022 Men's World Cup, honestly. Um, and so yeah, you know everything about it—the excitement, the drama, the parody, um, the camaraderie—as I mentioned before. I just think like all of it to me is what I enjoy about soccer. Um, the down is pay the players, man. Give them give them the money that they deserve gave them the facilities that they deserve you know tired of hearing these narratives of oh this team made it so far despite what their federation didn't provide it shouldn't be like that so um yeah these federations need to act right um my second up mentioned before um european the men's uh, european season club season is about to begin um you know the my or our particular team, me and TK, has been looking at having a pretty solid preseason. 
um, playing uh, some good attacking ball. Um, and so, yeah, I'm excited. But uh, on that note, my down. So the final game was played at Soldier Field in Chicago. And uh, the weekend before that game, they had an Ed Sheeran concert, which tore up the field. When I saw images of uh, that field emerge on Twitter, I was like, please, nobody get hurt. We, I just I don't I don't even care how we play. Just please, nobody get hurt. And of course, the big sign name, Christopher Nkunku, got hurt. Going to have operation. Uh, already had the operation on his meniscus. And now he's out for, I think they said three to four months. And it, it was crazy. It's not even the first time Chelsea have had, had lost a player to a sort of long-term injury in a friendly in the United States. Previous case being uh, new, when we played at uh, New England. You know, it's just it's just not a good look, man. It's very annoying. It's it's just how does that happen? You know what I mean? So it just feels like something that was avoidable, um, you know, and let's uh, let's maybe do better in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, again, you know, just got to. Um, hey, it's all about the women. So. Down to Chicago, man. Like down to Soldier Field and the staffing. They sell that stadium out to the fucking highest bidder every GD time. Literally, they don't give a fuck. And honestly, bad on Premier League for scheduling a match there just because they knew it was going to bring them dollars instead of cents. And now we have an injured player. And sure, maybe like you throw a team on there that maybe the Premier League doesn't care about whatever, who, who, wah, wah. But the fact still remains it could have did better because they damn sure wouldn't have had Messi coming on some garbage-ass pitch. Like, there's certain things that MLS won't do. Uh, not MLS, but the the, inter- the powers to be, they, they won't do. And you, you, It's very obvious when they don't do it. You know what I'm saying? No, I mean... It's shit. They they barely want him to play on the on the turf here, and I'm like, you got probably the best turf on the in the Western Hemisphere, and they're like, nah. I'm like, you, Messi doesn't have any knee issues. We're like, nah, it's turf. We don't care. So yada yada. But it's uh, you know you. I'm not saying turf is great, but I would I will say that we got a, a pretty pretty damn good one. And of course, shout um, to I don't think we did y'all talk about did y'all talk about it last weekend um, with the uh, the games here at the Benz for the um, for the preseason games like that grass grass looked good. good. Hey, that was a global up for sure. Um, ben, a, a real turf in the in the Benz. Uh, and for the record, they have Kentucky turf um, <laughs> in at Soldier Field since last year. Um, but uh, yeah, it was beautiful. Three hundred thousand dollar operation to see that grass in the bins, and I cannot wait to see how glorious it looks for the the World Cup. Yeah, man, it's uh, we'll we'll get a couple more times with it before then. But yeah, like it's it. I think that was definitely a great debut for for the for the real stuff up in there. You know, maybe one day we can figure out a way to have both up in there. But we will see on that. But um. I, I, I know we're running late but I appreciate you guys sticking with us thank you guys for for this episode again this week England starts Germany starts 
I'm pretty sure um, the week after will be uh, Italy and Spain. But yeah, the game's about about to get real. We're wrapping. We're um, coming up into the home stretch with the Women's World Cup coming on the home stretch for the League's Cup. So make sure you, you hang on to the conversation on on the socials at FTC. UTD. That, that was like the longest pause ever, but you know, it's, it's cool. We'll work with it. Facebook, X, Twix, uh, Instagram, FTC UTD Pod on TikTok. We're actually are posting videos on, up on there now, believe it or not. Um, uh, I feel like I'm missing one, but yeah, you know, you know where to find us. Um, and if the conversation going. Make sure you follow the rest of the squad, Shea Butter. Two cents. Can I kick it? Dreaming to freedom. Walking ninety. Yeah, um, all, all, all that's there. Um, shout out to Eunice Musa. Just um, see the, the deal for um, to go to Milan. We seem to have the buddy system at a, at a couple spots. Where like we got like like teammates at like PSV Milan. Um, a couple other spots as well. But yeah, you know, like I said got, got to have the buddy system. But, um, but yeah, until then, uh, for. For me, Mark, TK, Scrego, the coach is real. The coach is everywhere. Um, protect your chin at all times. Protect yourself at all times. See y'all soon, and we out. Yeah. Sure from the top rope. Bah! F-T-C-U-T-D.